2: It's a Friday afternoon. We have but 43 minutes to squeeze this podcast in because we're living busy content lives.
1: (laughs) I tell you what, when anyone ever thinks that we have it easy being just like video game (laughs) journalists, they have no idea of the amount of spreadsheets and the amount of content that we need to kick out. We're having meetings. meetings. We're having meetings about meetings at this point in time. I tell you what, it's just ridiculous. It's a brand new age of technology and we're using uh, Teams. That's it. That's all we're using. Yeah, there's a lot of Teams stuff. There's a lot of
2: uh, of check-ins. There's a lot of meetings. Oh man, that's crazy. but uh, still, it doesn't a...
1: ruin the good times that are the video game industry right now, because there is some good, some bad, mm-hmm.
2: and we'll address it all well, in the UBP, what, the, UBP, uh, the UBP, the UBP, the UBP. The UBP, the Battle Podcast, where we take your latest questions, talking points, whatever you'd like us to talk about over Friday. And um, I'll tell you what I want to talk about, though. I don't know if Go you've on, seen this yet, but if you watch the Mortal Kombat
1: 12 reveal oh, trailer, oh, teaser? have I? You mean, Don't you mean Mortal Kombat 1? <laughs> Cause <we're>, cause <laughs> I, we're st- well... We're this starting again content. mate. We're starting again.
2: Well, that's the thing. It's it's I like that it's all one giant timeline because this is funny, this is Lucan going back, building yes. a new reality yeah. with the knowledge he had from Raiden whose consciousness came back in time back in 2011. So it's all one giant It's
1: quite convoluted thing. to say the least.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm quite a big fan of that though. I th- I thought well I kind of hoped it would show more than like a CG trailer. Um but yeah, we did a reaction over on the channel, but in the moment watching that the first time it was just almost like like a Pavlovian response, like that's Scorpion, that's Sub-Zero. There was and a... I've lived with it a bit more since then.
1: There's a few interesting points about that trailer not only the fact that um uh did you see the warning sign that comes before it? you know it says like contains graphic and gore and stuff like that it says may contain things that are likely (laughs) to be 17 plus it's like are you kidding me i mean this guy's this guy's face is literally pushed shang sung's face is pushed through his own spine at the end oh my god and it even makes that little noise where he goes I it was absolutely <laughs> pissed myself when that happened because well, I'm, not, just sure got that, like, I'm full not sure if that's meant to, be the, is that meant to be like the intended thing. Like It's so over the top now that you're just like, oh, oh it's yeah. just almost like body horror comedy. It's Cronenberg oh, I... does stand up.
2: Yeah, my entire comparison these days is itchy and scratchy. Like It's just full on ridiculous cartoon violence. I feel like they kind of had to steer into that because it does look so realistic character model yeah. wise that they have to make it so dumb that you could never take it
1: seriously. That's um, true. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how they get around it because if it wasn't, it's like it goes into the uncanny valley unrecorded uh, what's it called R- recorded unrecorded the one that's the body cam oh the uh, body cam thing yeah, yeah like it goes into that territory where people are like oh actually this is a bit too much a bit uncomfortable. Yeah.
2: so well i mean there was a thing after uh, mk11 there was a couple of reports from some of the devs that were putting together those scenes saying that like for the sake of the research they had to go and look at all these horrible mangled yeah, bodies and that's, everything that's not so like you know render the body properly and then no. they were like we no. get it we work for mortal kombat but
1: oh my god so um yeah i guess there's different ways to do that but my thoughts uh, in summary on what I think of that is. I think Mm. it's going to be another over-the-top entry into the franchise. Uh, We're going (laughs) from strength to strength to strength with this because, I mean, you look at... um 10 and 11 especially as being Mm -hmm. really good stories that are backed up with excellent fighting mechanics Mm -hmm. I love the fact that we're doing a sort of soft reset reboot of the continuity with this but I also am loving the fact that Liu Kang pretty terrible god if we're talking (laughs) about because I mean he's just basically oh here we go I built the world it's full of peace except all of these people here who are fighting again and they're the exact same rotters that were fighting in the previous 10 games like come on man
2: it's weird right because he's like I made this realm of peace and we don't know like exactly what the biome side of it is like yeah. cuz it looks like old school feudal japan or like 1800s japan or whatever it is but i wonder if they're also going to have like a city like a future city around the world cuz to have like Stryker and the cyborgs and stuff in yeah. i don't know but it's weird cuz if you're building a whole new reality why did you allow Shang Tsung to do a thing? I guess he's breaking free of it, but then well, they show in the trailer that he kills, can well, kill Shang Tsung. Like,
1: straight away, he gets absolutely <laughs> murderized. So there's, there's got to be a greater thing to this. Like, Shang Tsung is not going to be the um, the be-all and end-all of this. There card, will be, yeah. like, a puppet master pulling the strings. It can't be, mm-hmm. right? Because the weirdest thing about it, though, is this might, makes it the second game in a row where mm-hmm. the pre-order bonus has been Shang Tsung.
2: Well, that's the thing. That's, that's weird. Weird. Honestly, it's in itself, isn't it? Yeah, man. I like the Warner Brothers... Like let's because the thing is like I love Mortal Kombat. It's literally in my like top three. It's one of I get giddy watching new fatalities and yeah, everything. Yeah, yeah. I love it. But the amount of Warner Brothers tendrils that are in this game, like there's like four different premium versions. There's a one that's a a quarter of a thousand pounds for the one with the statue. I'm there's a sorry, lot of, like, what? Yeah, yeah. If you want like a statue of Liu Kang, it's designed by some artist, but like it's it's like
1: two hundred fifty. Pounds or whatever. Oh, sorry. I yeah. thought you said. I you said um, for some reason quarter of ten thousand pounds. I was like, I was like, <laughs> that is ungodly expensive. Not oh, yet, no, although yet. But still two hundred fifty quid is still a lot of money. Man. Yeah,
2: and it's. Like, I mean, I, I get that. Like, it's a, you know, it's a it's a bespoke one off thing. But they do have uh, all the dragon crystals currency that they're mentioning that you get different amounts oh, of the different this tiered versions again. So I'm like, okay, this is going to be like the Mortal Kombat tokens uh, that, that we had in the other one. Um, and I was just thinking because I was like, overall, Warner Brothers have dropped such a clangor with um, Suicide Squad with a lot of their dc movies being all over the place i know flash is out soon but i don't Mm -hmm, know it's mm -hmm. kind of like who really cares i feel like in a genuine caring sense mortal kombat is all they have like what other ips (laughs) do they have where people are genuinely excited and so they've kind of gone okay
1: let's mine the living hell out of this well you know what they do have that they're doing nothing Mm. with the bloody shadow of mordor games get another sequel of them out mate i'd buy that in a heartbeat (laughs) if we got the nemesis system back again
2: Well, that was the thing that killed Shadow of War was like putting all the orc crates and everything into it. So I'm just, I don't know. It was one of those things where I love Mortal Kombat. I love that it's still Ed Boon, one of the original creators and everything. But then at the end of that trailer, when they started revealing um, the different versions and they're all on the website and everything, I was like, okay, it's still Warner Brothers. It's still them needing to milk as much of it as possible. You've got
1: to think of it this way. is like you said that they've got a, uh, (laughs) the Suicide Squad game uh, is on the bricks before it's even (laughs) come out of the gates uh, with the negative press reception that it's been having. So therefore they're probably looking at projects like, Mortal Kombat 1 and thinking to themselves, well, we've got to make back our money somehow, so let's make mm. sure that this has the currency system. And it's, I hate the way that they're normalizing this because. Once every game starts coming out with its own premium currency, because there's still a few that are holding out against it and abjectly saying, no, we don't do that, but they're getting yeah. less and less each year on year. And eventually it's just going to be like it was with microtransactions in the beginning a weird oddity that people rallied against that are now just going to be something that we just go, yeah, shrug it and take it on. It's oh, fine. Yeah, it's, it's
2: always going to be on like different industry trends to like, and it's all obviously on the consumer to be like, what's palatable? What can we put up with? Mm. But yeah, I feel like they, there's always something that comes back around again. The thing that's doing the rounds at the minute is the £70 price point. Um, yeah. You know mm-hmm. being like the the new industry standard and how that's actually uh, Sony reported forty million less units that have been shipped, but their bottom line was still the same sorry their bottom line was actually higher, yeah, so like it's almost like that whale model that we get from microtransactions where less people buy the games and um, but they invest more into the microtransactions, so that model works to a point, but it obviously favors people with a lot more disposable yeah. income um so like yeah that whole thing of like trying to they're always trying to recoup some extra cost or trying to like zelda being 70 pounds or 70 dollars it's like it's zelda so they might as well take that chance
1: crazy man but speaking of whales should maybe we should harpoon some of the questions from the audiences (laughs) (laughs) look at that great transition eh
2: very nicely done. We will get we'll get through as many questions as possible. First one from Nate the Gamer, who says, and also actually, I'll point out that a lot of these questions are carried over from previous weeks. Yes. We had a lovely response last week and the week previous. And I wanted to carry some things forward. Um, so, question from Nate the Gamer, who says, other than the ludicrous state of Xbox at the minute, what do you think Sony and Nintendo have up their sleeves for the rest of twenty twenty three slash twenty twenty four? We've basically gotten ninety percent of what they've both announced. Now, this was predating the upcoming PlayStation Showcase I was about on to Wednesday.
1: Say, yeah, that's coming out next Wednesday isn't it yeah what do you reckon they're gonna they're gonna bust out it's hard to say at this point because they've just released the psvr 2 and that was um Mm -hmm. i don't think that that's even received the support i like i thought that they were gonna actually launch it with a few more titles than they did but they'd just be like (laughs) here's two and it's It's like some horizon it's like okay i've burned through those games now what do i do next
2: (laughs) they've said that uh, psvr stuff's gonna be at the showcase i think the majority of the focus will be ps5 but why have they not made spider-man vr that's oh, the thing well motion sickness would... is the answer
0: to
1: that one.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's, do you think they'll ever do because I keep coming back around to that where I'm like you've got the license you have the technology why are you not doing a spider-man virtual reality game every single person on the planet would want to try that other than if you look over the edge of a building and have to jump off it maybe that just never works with in- Whoa, in VR. the
1: amount of fear that I would feel just looking over <laughs> that edge and seeing the people below me and just being like yeah if I mistimed this I'm going to come splatting into the floor I mean mm-hmm. maybe there's a way of making it so that it's a bit more of an on-rails experience so it's like, um, uh, what's it called? Uh, those, the Man of people. What were they? Oh,
2: um, yeah, the like, Dark pictures anthology. Yeah, stuff. yeah. So they, so
1: they had like um, like the on-rail shooter style thing going mm-hmm. on. Maybe they could do that with web slinging. Cause that could be quite fun. Mm-hmm. And they tried doing that sort of VR thing with the Iron Man VR game, and that was yeah, okay. Yeah and but there's
2: I, flying, uh, flying yeah. stuff in that as well and like I mean in the Spider-Man uh, Far From Home like movie tie-in demo you could go to the edge the edge of that at the end of that demo ended with him being at the edge of a building and swinging off into like yeah. the end credits yeah. and my stomach did go oh when I like finally got off the edge <laughs> of the building but I'm like that's such a cool thing to do like why not pattern that stuff um, but yeah I think in terms of Nintendo obviously Zelda's flying right now
1: it's sold yeah, like the best million units. selling units best selling game in the series isn't it yeah
2: and it's, it's, it's outsold the life time sales of wind waker skyward sword and link between worlds already um which is hilarious um but yeah they've said that their hardware's not coming until next year so i i don't know if they just coast on zelda for the rest of the year
1: i would say that that is what they tend to do they tend mm. to release like two or three big flagship entries and then they supplement it with like here's a kooky game that we've never even told you about and it's <laughs> going to be like a week away um i would say that the next big thing to look forward to would be either maybe pikmin um, but I, but, but 4, I, don't, yep. I, I just don't see that as being the big blockbuster event that Zelda will be. I mean, you're going to mm. get loads of fan support from it because the Pikmin games are flawless in what they're trying to achieve. Mm. But at the same time, it ain't no Zelda. <laughs> like,
2: the thing is, I forget where I read it that like, Pikmin is um, Shigeru Miyamoto's favorite franchise. And that's why he keeps pushing for Pikmin. That's why we're getting a Pikmin 4. And it's funny because when I was at the Super Nintendo world, there are little Pikmins in that oh, world, I even though it. they're not in the other Nintendo games, as far as I know. Um, and it's like, he he just seems to be determined to be like this is the big thing guys and everyone else is going it's probably zelda or it's probably mario yeah uh, it's
1: almost like how we got a uh, kirby is one of the most hardest <laughs> badass fighters in smash brothers just because one person likes always the... played really well yeah they do but i'm just saying that kirby he's not a badass he's I'm, I, I keep believe. getting on this soapbox man i just <laughs> i cannot look at that guy and be like oh i'm scared like oh well you need eat your whole mate so, well, so? I mean, like, like, like solid, solid Snake could snap my neck. Like, I'm actually afraid of him because he's got, like, deadly skills. Like, with Kirby, you just look at him and you go, like, yeah, you'll kill me, but I'll be dying, going, like, you suck.
2: Oh, did, what was it? Did you not watch the is a Brian David Gilbert video over on Polygon where he talked about the scientific reality of what's inside Kirby? It's, it's like, like a it black hole, be, isn't it, basically? Yeah, like, 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 like a black yeah. hole, like <laughs> a dying star or something, <laughs> because he's able to eat it and reconstitute it and whatever else. And I was like, that makes him more menacing. Like, this, like he would be a great villain if he was just insatiable he eats everything he's just gonna keep consuming he's just capitalism the creature
1: then yeah. maybe um, um next question oh carry on no i was just gonna say that's what i think the nintendo's gonna do is that they're just mm. gonna coast for the rest of the year uh, maybe release one uh, indie or uh i won't say b tier but let's face mm. it in terms of hype maybe a B tier a game
2: Yeah, they've got a lot of weird like momentum at the minute. Obviously, it's flying because of Zelda, but I feel like overall, when you talk to people about the Switch in general, they don't, you know, there's nothing like oh my god, every month I'm getting this. It's for me, it's an indie machine, and every now and then there's a big release like Zelda. Um, I'd forgotten about Pikmin as well until you mentioned Mm -hmm, it. mm -hmm. Um, I was also really surprised they didn't have a new Mario ready to go in time with the movie. That felt like the most obvious thing to supplant that was. Yeah,
1: I was so confused by that, and they just do not seem to have capitalised on it Mm. at all. It's just like okay, yeah, Mario was a film that we uh, had a hand in, and uh, that's it. It this completely (laughs) separately it's like i I didn't see any sort of crazy tie-ins i didn't see any promotional events i didn't see any Mm -hmm. discounts of the game that were meant to go alongside it it's just like you could have done anything and boosted the sales of these games tenfold
2: and I guess like they know that it's Mario so like whenever the next because Odyssey was like six years ago like obviously yeah. we finally got Tears of the Kingdom yeah. so Mario is long overdue but um, yeah it's in a weird spot at the minute but we're right on the cusp of all the Summer Games Fest stuff so hopefully things come from that we know about mm-hmm. the PlayStation mm-hmm. Showcase and the Xbox Direct so we'll keep an eye on things question from McAllister NYC who says as usual gaming's in a bit of a state when was the last time you paid full price 60 to $70 slash pounds for a AAA game that wasn't a remake and was both awesome and fully functional at launch is anyone other than Nintendo doing this. Even um, then, Tears of the Kingdom's frame rate's not great. So I, I've heard
1: this. I haven't had a chance to play it myself, mm-hmm. but I've heard that it is, uh, it tanks well below the 30 frames it's per It's more second. in the village bits. Same as Breath of the Wild. Obviously, it's the same engine and everything. Like, it's even if you go to the
2: same point in Kakariko Village, it'll tank the exact same way that it did back in 2017. That's
1: bizarre. Like, <laughs> but, I, but I wonder what they can do at this point, because let's mm. face it, the Switch hardware is not the most impressive, but they have squeezed every single bit out of it. Mm-hmm. You know that if the frame rate is still tanky in that area there's a bloody good reason as to why and that's because they can't do yeah. anything about it
2: it's one of those things where I do think Tears is really impressive overall like you can see really far you've got all the different like you know literal tiers to the level to the to the biomes and everything but um, yeah that idea of when was the last time you paid full price for a game and it worked and um, I can't even say Jedi survivor for that I, thankfully last night it's had its fifth major patch and it finally has a stable frame rate in the performance mode but it's taken them like two weeks or three weeks or whatever it is um, do you think I the damage know. has
1: been done by that point
2: it, I, I don't know, because I don't, I don't really see many people talking about it. It reviewed really well, but mm. I feel like the general conversation on it is just like, is it working yet? Can I buy it yet? Yeah. And until literally last night, it was, no, it's in a, it's in a bit of a stay. Um, it's but, weird, isn't it? Yeah. I feel
1: like games have to be such a catastrophic failure for them to warrant the redemption arc. Like, we mm-hmm. go to the classics of No Man's Sky and um, Cyberpunk, Cyberpunk, and you think to yourself, they were such uh, skip fires on certain consoles and uh, certain uh, builds. Mm-hmm. That they warranted that huge level of hate that then sparked the sort of reignition story of the Phoenix mm-hmm. rising from the ashes of them coming back. Whereas when this sort of stuff happens with Jedi Survivor, everyone's like, yeah, it's a great game, but it doesn't perform well on PC, for example. Mm-hmm. Then they just and go, you on. yeah, you just go, cool, that, that's it, we're done then. <laughs> like, that's the end of the conversation. It, it hasn't actually failed enough to have mm-hmm. the comeback. And that's it's such well, a weird well. thing, isn't it? Yeah, because they've committed to a
2: bunch of patches. They emailed some people. I got some PR statements and everything from um, EA and Respawn, just simply like, committing to various patches and whatever. And I'm like, okay, cool. But like, we did. A, I did a whole thing on uh, one of the other podcasts about how it's just it's abysmal that things are like this, and we have to mm-hmm. just sort of sit there and wait for a game to be patched. Um, and if someone was brand new to gaming and then they had to encourage this, uh, sorry, had to experience this, I feel like we would have just have to go like, yep, that's just what it's like. You don't even know if something's actually going to be good on day
1: one. It's really weird because like I've played a few games. Recently, like I've been playing through uh, Advance Wars, um, the remastered and reboot reboot camp, I think it's called. Mm -hmm. Um, I have had the time of my life with that game, and Mm -hmm. they have re-overhauled everything. And that Mm -hmm. they, apart from the literal uh, map sizes and stuff like that, they've actually just changed everything. So it's effectively a new game. They've had to build it from the the ground up. Mm -hmm. And I look at that and I go, it plays perfectly. It looks stunning. Uh, The gameplay is so addictive on that. And I just look at it and go, why is this the exception to the rule?
0: And to put the cherry on top of that cake right now, What Culture Gaming listeners get an additional 15% off any annual membership at masterclass.com forward slash gaming. That's 15% off at masterclass.com slash gaming. What's that? You want it one more time? Well, that's the URL, masterclass.com forward slash gaming. Right, now I'm going to watch Tony Hawk try to teach me how to ollie properly. I'll see you all soon. (laughs)
1: Like, like, because I have not played in ages a game that hasn't required a huge day one but maybe Resident Evil 4 um, remake but again Mm -hmm. it's a remake almost it feels like the remakes they get away with it unless they are it's, it's hard to explain the remasters suck but the remakes are pretty good <laughs> <laughs> I think in terms of um, yeah because uh, McAllister's
2: rule was that it couldn't be a remake so that would disqualify Dead Space or RE4 which were way, way more solid at launch yeah. um, it's, I would probably say God of War Ragnarok that was buggy when I was reviewing it but the day one version was way better so the one that the public got um, was completely fine
1: I played um, Marvel Midnight Suns absolutely loved it mm. but until I so I played that on PC but when I was talking to um, one of the people over at Future Game Show the other day mm-hmm. they were just like um I, I can't play it. It's an absolute mess on consoles. I was like, really? I've never heard anything about this. So I right. went and had a quick look at it and it was on the Xbox Um Series X. Apparently mm-hmm. it just mm-hmm. did not run well at all. And I was like, <laughs> that's such a shame. Because I've been that I've been telling people how much I love this game and yet uh-huh. there's a whole community out there that go, This game sucks
2: there was something else that came out that ran better on series s than it did on x and i forget really? what that was wow. yeah and it was just this weird like anomaly that they sort of had to go in and like tweak or whatever Um you, that yeah. is a
1: list mate games that played better <laughs> on the prior consoles <laughs> on older hardware yeah that's a yeah because like one. most
2: of the time that was what was prioritized during development and then they had to like slice some parts off to try and hit the idea of an x generally i've
1: actually got a good one for that list there was a wipeout game ages ago i covered it in another list recently where mm-hmm. um it uh, tied its acceleration to your hardware it didn't have a cap, so if your no, like, hardware was um, better and better, your ship would move faster and you'd get more and more frame rates, <laughs> to the point where it became unplayable because the gameplay right. itself sped up to to match it, so you press A and be flying into a wall like and not be able it. to stop it. When
2: you try and reverse, or when I've seen the footage of people trying to reverse in that Big Rigs game, where you, oh, to yeah, you ri- reach a, s- a speed it of it like warps. 9 million. <laughs>
1: it's, it's Big Rigs over the road racing, that's it. Yes, an absolute stone cold classic. How do um, we, yeah. we get here again? I don't, <laughs>
2: Gaming is how we got here. <laughs> um yeah, I don't know. I feel like overall that yeah, the whole state of the seventy pound stuff and like the over the overpriced nature um of what you're getting, like Redfall is full price, that thing is seventy pounds.
1: Um, know I, I blocked that from my mind. I watched right. Yong Ye, um, a Yongye um video on it, shout out mm-hmm. to Yongye, and I basically yeah. was just like, Cool, this game's worth a skip, uh, and I never even entertained it in I, my mind ever like- since. I downloaded it because I like to at least touch on everything. I'll play a few levels or a few
2: hours of everything. But Redfall was in such a state. And like you said, all the the coverage from Skill Up, from Young
1: Air was all like, this is abysmal. So I was like, okay, I guess they're going to patch it. So I'll just have to wait. Okay, so question now. You don't have to answer this. You uh, you can just give a rough estimated figure. How much are you spending a month on AAA games? A rough figure. We're excluding the ones we get sent for review. Well, like, yeah, I mean, most of them we buy these days anyway. It's rare that we get anything early enough mm-hmm. to not have to
2: get it. Uh, I don't know. It depends on the month. If, it's, um, if, if there were four titles a week... Game, how
1: many new games do you play
2: a month? Is there like
1: four, five new games? Yeah, I mean,
2: I try and play everything. If there so, was one AAA thing a, a week, then I'm spending £280 a month because it's like seven, 14,, 21 28
1: Cool. And so out of that money do you feel like you've gotten your uh, your value's <laughs> worth? Because you at the moment sound like you're waiting for day one patches across well, the Well,
2: that was what absolutely effed me off with Jedi Survivor because it was like, it reviewed really, really well and it does work better in the quality mode, but still it was crashing. Like it ate Josh's save for a bit. He had to no. try and retrieve it by reinstalling the game and everything. Oh, he managed to get man. through it, but it was just insane that that happened. Um, but yeah, that game had me in that mode of like, I've literally paid 70 pounds for this and it won't run remotely stably. The screen's tearing to a ridiculous Ish. degree to the point where I actually felt quite sick. Not to be melodramatic about it, but I did mention it in the podcast where I was like I actually felt quite uh, queasy trying yeah. to play it because you just couldn't see anything um at, at certain points uh, in the uh parts of Kobo the planet that you're on and so yeah so it was that was the thing I hate that feeling where you've bought the thing but you can't actually interact with it and I just had to wait all of this week until they patched it again which thankfully they did last night but they should have done for launch
1: so going back to the original question we're basically mm. sat here both saying that we can't remember the last time we bought a AAA <laughs> game because I got sent um, Marvel Midnight Suns uh for a VUCO, so I didn't pay for it so i can't right. include that in my thing and i try not to buy aaa games and will try and angle to get review copies because mm-hmm. i'm worried of the sting i'm worried of the 70 quid sting of just being like right. this sucks and i've spent mm-hmm. my money on it so I can't even answer the question. I'm so, I'm really <laughs> sorry. I, d- I, I can't because I can't remember that far back. That's
2: one of the things I would... Uh, yeah, I mean, Zelda's solid enough, but that game is not pristine. Like, oh, it's, I've got like, to play Breath Juleson of the Wild first, it's... mate, as I was saying to you, but I've got to get through that first. <laughs> got to finish the rest of that, but still, that game is like six years old in terms of the engine it's running on and everything. The processor is six years old. It's... Uh, yeah, I think that there is an ongoing and very relevant conversation in the state of the video games as they match up to the price points that are being asked for. Um, next question from Willie Araya. What makes a worthwhile battle pass to me it needs to be a cosmetic only and most importantly it has to reward players with enough premium currency a season to recoup their investment like what rocket league or fall guys does that's Mm. the reason I hate overwatch 2's battle pass um yeah, what do you think of this? I never buy Battle Passes. I did a couple of times.
1: I've only... well oh, have I ever bought a Battle Pass? I, don't I bought think a
2: Fortnite's one back when they first launched it. And I got
1: <laughs> Halo Infinite. but that was a oh, waste of money. I, actually, I remember that we were all talking about getting the Halo Infinite ones because there was a decent skin uh, for getting like a few of them. <laughs> or it gave you a discount on the first month of it, so it was yeah, like super they... cheap. I think I might have bought in with you guys on that one. Mm-hmm. And we unlocked the skin i believe it was a samurai themed one i want to say it was and then that was it i was just like cool i've got the skin i want i'm never going to change it because i Mm. like this more than any other skin variant that they have put out there or previewed so i was like oh i've just effectively paid five pounds for this it (laughs) it is just a microtransaction that i've had to earn cool i think it's
2: a weird thing because i like the idea of if i'm if there's some casual game that i'm going to play a little bit of every day and for the longest time it was rocket league i would play a little bit of that every day for like, between 2015 and, like, 2021 or something. Um, And then I played Knockout City for a while, but I don't have a casual game right now. I don't have a Mm go-to multiplayer that is in between my bigger releases. Um, But if I do have that, like, with Halo Infinite, when that dropped, I was like, oh, my God, finally, it's Halo. I'll just throw my money at the Battle Pass. I'm sure it'll be fine. (laughs) And, like, that'll benefit uh, the XP boosts and everything else. And I'm going to be playing it every day anyway, so I might as well get this extra stuff. And obviously, that thing completely fell uh, in, in on itself. And so I don't really engage in Battle Pass stuff and like that whole echelon of gaming because for me i'm not playing enough to get enough out of it but i think design wise it is what he said
1: but yeah i do agree i think that if it's a battle pass that we have to design as a committee that is beneficial to the gamer Mm. it's got to be cosmetics that are actually relevant not like grinding for uh just like uh color dyes you know to do that (laughs) or like variants on armors that are just like it's this but clean because I, I remember there was like some armor things where it was like oh we can get a dirty variant or a clean variant it's like yeah no, thank you no, no not at all like just give me, the decent stuff. give me a flaming skull like give me something <laughs> that, that's actually worth money <laughs>
2: I always like the idea of like skill-based unlocks as well. I know that they went away just in favor of making sure that more people can get access to them, which I get. But at the same time, I like the idea of, say you had that flaming skull because you landed like a five-hit kill in yeah. midair. Yeah. Then as soon as I see that, I know that's how you got that. Yeah. And maybe there is a monetary way around it, but
1: I always like the idea of rewarding literal skill in a multiplayer space. It's weird because I, taking that, I do would... <laughs> I would say that the Battle Pass, if you could put the skill elements into it for some of them, it mm. was like a case of like, you can get the flaming skull, if we're just using this in the example, yeah, yeah. Um, for getting five headshots in midair in one single game or play 50 matches within the thing. Like, right. you know what I mean? Like, yeah. so, so everyone has a chance to get it. So it is skill-based quicker for those mm. that are talented at the game, but also for those who can't get the, that amazing once-in-a-lifetime thing, they could still get it by just playing the game and having fun. Yeah, that, yeah there should be multiple ways to do it.
2: I feel like, um, but yeah, but overall for Battle Pass stuff. I feel like that is the thing that came in and wiped out microtransactions in terms of mm. trying to lock people down to monthly models and stuff. And um, just for me, it has to go alongside the gameplay rhythms of the thing I'm playing, like Rocket League. I'll do. A, I used to do a couple of matches because they're quite snappy, like five minutes. Um, you know, in between other things. But depends how long that those matches are.
1: There is one question because this will probably show how little I know about the Battle Pass stuff. Is it a, re- a reoccurring payment? Is it like a sort of you set up a direct debit and every single month you put pay like five to seven quid for the Battle Pass, or do you have to actively do each transaction separately? Uh, Some
2: of them roll over, but it's not like a se- separate direct debit. It's more like you're setting it up as part of your PlayStation Plus, or part of your Game Pass, right, or okay. sorry, part of your Xbox Live, or whatever it is. But I mean, but you're still doing that transaction through the game itself, at least okay. in the limited experiences that I've had with them. Um, but yeah, because otherwise, I would have been paying for
1: Halo Infinite. And that's the last, what I'm like, thinking. Like, I'm wondering if they do it <laughs> like, like this, just to tease you with just the smallest, mm. meagrest bit of content to make you just keep paying that five well, pounds thing, every oh month. Oh
2: God is it uh, it's either Fortnite or it's Warzone's one um does the thing that Willie Arrea says where you if you do all the goals every day for or, or enough of them that month um you do accrue enough premium currency to buy your next pass and so oh, like okay. so can... it just keeps rolling over but you yeah, do so have, that... you are
1: locked in to try and maximize it every month from, yeah and that's it, becomes that becomes your also... game
2: yeah exactly like Dan Durkin like, one of the best editors that we have is a huge Fortnite fan and so like he's always absolutely caning everything every month but he has enough to then get to do the next one got and you. if you're comfortable okay. with that amount of uh, play time for a specific game then it totally works but mm-hmm. they've also got you in their little ecosystem um, and they can say, sell you additional skins alongside that stuff tricky um, yeah so it's like I, I think it's interesting trying to make that stuff work but um, case by case question from Schmans Schmiliamson who says do our bathroom stall doors actually go all the way to the ground and if so how do we see what other people's shoes in the bathroom look like can we <laughs> <Right>. not uncomfortably <laughs> peek through the sides of the stall doors and make weird eye contact right this is a what? very
1: American question um, because <laughs> I, I know this because it was brought up um, a couple of weeks ago uh, mm-hmm. apparently in America their toilet stall doors they cut off quite low, um, high up so that means that when you're Sitting on the toilet, you you aren't just seeing somebody's shoes underneath the stall doors. You're, you're seeing shins. You're seeing like knees. You're like you're like it's really like weird. a saloon door. And I, I I don't know what the purpose of that well, is. Wait a minute,
2: because I I saw. Um someone uploaded a video of it was like some new uh, like baseball stadium or something and then they were walking through the toilets and that and like on the regular stores where you would sit on the toilet the wall was like cut off halfway down so if you were sitting there you would just be sitting pooping looking yeah. at the rest of the yeah. room yeah. with everybody right there
1: like and I was, what's the design be the process norm, behind this what is the design pro- <laughs> like it's like there, there is cert- there's certain things in life that you need just a little bit more privacy than others yeah. like pissing is fine but <laughs> if, you're ta- if, you're, if you're taking a dump man it's just so weird because like not only that I'm guilty of this as I'm sure Uh, that many other people are of going into the stalls when there's very busy queues for the troughs just to Mm. go for a piss because it's just like I'm not going to waste time I need to use A relieve myself however I can but it's a case of if I'm doing that in a toilet where everyone else can see me they're gonna be like no he's not pooping he's not using it for the yeah, facility for his the, recommended
2: uh, or regulated dev- um... the maximal layout of the room yeah. but yeah i mean overall yeah so no our bathroom stall doors go to the floor uh, for the most part i guess it depends where you are
1: but i love the expression you can't really see this but it. he's so confused it's just kind of like why wouldn't they why wouldn't they <laughs> some carpenter's just done half a job over in america and just been like yeah that's the norm and Yeah, and just being like, ah, you know, it's fine. Because there's not even really much of a justification for that lack of privacy.
2: It's just no I, I don't know but uh the only thing um, i can
1: think of right is if you've got somebody in that toilet and they're looking out like that around yeah. it's to make sure that they're not wasting time and that you can just be like right come on mate finish what what you're doing then and, and hurry off but at the same time <laughs> it's going to discourage people from doing it and you're gonna have people holding in their poops and who knows what damage mm. that could do to them internally i just yeah i wouldn't want to go poop publicly is what i'm saying i don't want <laughs> i don't
2: want to i don't want windows no. into that part of my life are you a public pooper though that's the question Well, that's the thing. I mean, in a UK context, yes, but if it's some sort of weird American... Cut off at the sides scenario, then See, probably
1: Ker- not. Kerry thinks I'm weird. I can I can poop anywhere, anytime.
2: <laughs> I like I don't, I've got I've got no shame. If if there's if there's a toilet, that's because you're a climber. You're out on the you're out on the on the. On you just gotta go. You just gotta
1: go when you gotta go, sort of thing. Yeah. I've got no issue about that. If there's like some grotty bathroom that's in a um sort of a layby <laughs> just off the M4, fine. Who cares? Who cares, man? Who cares? Just, just poop
2: it, and throw get it in out and the city, carry on. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Don't worry about it. The only um, term, the
1: only qu- place I won't poop is when I have to pay for it. If I had to pay for a poop that's that They should be paying me to poop. You know what I'm
2: saying? Tell you what, I don't. I definitely don't want this to trigger a whole wave of (laughs) poop-based questions in the the weeks to come. Um, But those places that charge you to go to the toilet, what's that? There's a couple of different like marketplaces in the northeast of England that will charge twenty little pence to access
1: the toilet. The first that feels person illegal. to do it, the first person to do that, was just kind of like, "I'm just going to try it. Who's going to stop me?" Who's gonna-? Yeah. And, they, and they were like, "Wait, you can do that?" And he's like, <laughs> "Yeah, yeah, twenty p a poop. <laughs> have you got twenty p?" And, and the worst thing is, is that there are people in those marketplaces because I know which one you're talking about, Granger Market. Mm. Yes, they're, ba- they're basically just like the employees there. Sorry, the people who work the stalls. They don't get a free little pass that says no. you can go there. They've got to pay every single time. They work there. Their facilities are not covered. And this is the thing. What if you have got no no change, right? And you're stuck on the till all day. You get your 20-minute breaks. Oh, I've got to, go, got to go to the toilet. I haven't got 20p. Ah, <laughs> nightmare. Feels like nightmare. Genuinely feels like a
2: human rights violation or something, like charging yeah. for a basic human right. Bad Bad times. Um, anyway question from Joshua who says you U-B-P,
0: UBP to yourself
2: I have a very unpopular opinion but I think FromSoft Ooh. finally is making a game I'm actually interested in with Armored Core 6 having said that do you think FromSoftware is taking a risk making a game that isn't like Dark Souls or Elden Ring now I know we talked a little bit about Armored Core <laughs> but how different uh, is that actually going to be
1: I'm laughing because of the fact that I think that this is going to be a very uh, Dark Souls game and... Um, and I'm not just saying that because of the fact that we're every single review outlet there is going to say it's the Dark Souls of Armored MET games <laughs> but I do genuinely <laughs> Think that design philosophies carry over. If mm. you look at what they did before, Armored Core was always a very difficult, very challenging game. Oh, wouldn't you know that is the same description for your Dark Souls, your Demons, Souls, your Sekiro's, and your Bloodborne? Very true. But here is the thing. I think that it's going to be more action focused bringing in a more sort of like platinum games aesthetic but it's still going to be rock hard because you're going Mm -hmm. to have to balance so many different mechanics there's going to be so many different builds that you can uh, do you're going to be upgrading your mech on the fly to make sure that it's the best suited for whatever job that you're doing it's Mm -hmm. going to be a spectacle fighter but delivered through the lens of FromSoft (laughs) so it's going to be bloody challenging
2: Uh, yeah I'm curious how they because obviously the Armored Core games are known for being very specific and Mm -hmm. very like you're making a very specific mech and you're like worrying about all the different ways that you can customize everything if they try and bring in the new age from soft difficulty stuff or maybe they found a different way of like how do you make a a mech building game that difficult and i know that there are five other examples here for the armored core series that i've not played but i'm curious how you bring in the the signature from soft stuff and without just making it that you needed just a better jetpack or a better missile boost or whatever it is
1: you'll probably have it so that um it will just be so reliant on dodging again. So mm. it will probably be like you can dish the damage out, but you're just going to be weak as chips. So you're going to need to actually like <laughs> constantly be moving around. I think right. that they're going to be putting in those huge bosses that the franchise, that the um sorry, developer is famous for, mm. and there will of course be some cruel tricks. There will be a learning <laughs> process. You're saying about like oh, I couldn't beat him because I didn't have uh, the right jetpack that's true of Dark Souls sometimes. That's what I mean, Sometimes yeah. your build is basically just like, it's one item away from being good, but it's terrible as it stands <laughs> right now. Yeah, the idea of making it super dodge-heavy
2: makes me think of like Dark Souls 2 when they brought the uh, dual-wielding in, and it was like, you could have done the sword, but you're going to have to dodge everything,
1: hey, which is way harder. It could be like Bloodborne, but you're just in a mech. you just got to look at the whole yeah. thing. It's all about dodging. It's all about like aggression and moving about more than it is trying to engage your foe one-on-one straight in their face. Mm.
2: I am curious, like about the camera angles and everything, like because I've seen footage of Armored Core be played, but I'm like, Quick. I'm curious. Yeah, I'm curious how much you have the sh- the over shoulder camera like a Souls or like a Bloodborne or whatever, um, or whether you do something else. I'm just, I'm really curious what that game
1: comes out like because mm-hmm. it's such an old franchise for them to go back to. It's nice um, that we'll an Elden Ring has been so successful that they can take a risk with this because, yeah. uh, as much as there is like you know, like you say, five other Armored Core games, they aren't the most popular of games out there. I don't think they're available and anywhere right now. The best thing is Scott is that if this is a, a success. Then mm. let's say they go. Okay, so we are finished with the Dark Souls area for for now. Elden Ring was its own thing. Maybe we get an Elden Ring too. Maybe that's mm. the next big project they work on. But it might also bring them closer to reigniting Kingsfield again, uh-huh. the first person dungeon crawler, absolute horror show that was right. from Soft at their cruellest. So I would gladly see them return to give that a try. Some of the the deaths in that game, though, where the ground just falls away. We from were talking you, about that. Talking oh, about the, the God. Oh, so um, for those not in the know, I think I think it's Kingsfield 5, I want to say, maybe Uh 4 and it starts you off this is the opening area it starts you off you're looking to your left there is a bridge that's going into the castle and on your right is a green herb which we all know means that it's health if you walk yes. towards the green herb the, the ground will collapse and you will fall into lava they kill you <laughs> within the first 10 seconds just because they are from software and they are malicious
2: at least like the checkpoint assumedly is right there oh yeah yeah, like, yeah, as yeah, they, yeah yeah you know over the years you're losing half an hour to some random stuff like that <laughs> it's uh it's not the best final question from Shane slash Blobby Fort who says good day you legends hope you're having a absolutely splendid day well same to Thank every you very single much. person listening to this what is the best fast food cuisine and what is it that
1: makes it top takeaway Ooh, do you know what it's a, it's a basic choice but if you say pizza you're kind of always right because it's I'm going to
2: need specifics if you're throwing the pizza card down what, which, which of the franchises
1: is the best pizza joint
2: franchise and specific pizza maybe even crust type oh, because we're yeah. in a realm where we're
1: talking about stuffed crust it's not, it's not Pizza Hut, is it? I'm sorry, it's just not.
2: Apparently, right, okay, but apparently Pizza Hut's had
1: like a resurgence.
2: I, okay. I feel like when we were all kids, we all went to Pizza Hut and it was cool and it was fun and everyone loved the melted cookie dough and it was great. Mm-hmm. And then as we got older, there was, and, and maybe I'm just speaking for the UK and a specific 34 age demographic, it became, oh no, Domino's is the one, Papa John's is the one, don't go to Pizza Hut. But apparently Pizza Hut's great again. I've heard this from Josh. Really? I've not tried
1: it. Because, um, again, easy. it's the vegan range I'm looking for. Apparently Domino's mm. vegan range is meant to be amazing. Um, Papa John's has got a really decent well, selection. Well, we had that pepperoni when you came up to mind that was from Domino's was Domino's. That was, Domino's good. Good. That was really yeah. good, actually. That was actually good. I pizza know, is a shout. Is it pizza, though? Is that the one? I just,
2: I really like, um, there's a place that I go to every now and then called Indian Snack Box that do mm. seven inch square boxes of, it's like a bed of, of chips, like big thick chips with um, like chicken tikka and different sauces and stuff. And it's all put into this box. Oh, and, um, um, a scran
1: yeah. box? Munch
2: Kinda box? Kind of, just like, like a is munch that, box or
1: whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so so that's it. That's the answer. The munch yeah. box is amazing. <laughs> For those people in the U- uh, outside of the UK who've never had it before, it's basically just like every fast food chucked into one box. It's like two or three bits of probably like likely the most of the menu in in a small mm. box
2: so you get a little bit of everything with a pot of sauce in the middle or whatever and it's and just, just get tons
1: it. of chips as the base oh, it's like it's like a house made of heart attack it is yeah. really really bad for you but but so delicious but
2: the place I go to is right next to my uh, swimming bath so whenever I decide that oh, I'm going to oh, get a bit is. thinner and all that I go and do a bit of swimming and then I'm really hungry and I get a snack box and it just invalidates the whole thing <laughs> it just rebalances the, the flab once oh again. I love it I love it <laughs> um, but yes for now massive thank you to everybody for sending in their various questions this has been the Untitled Panda Podcast the the UBP, the
1: UBP, the UBP, oh, the UBP, Ivan Scott Taylor for That's Been Jules Gill. I have indeed. Remember, next Thursday we'll be doing the call for questions where Scott and I will put out uh, basically a submission so you can put in all of your questions, film, TV, video games, food, anything else, but Whatever. just check it out over on Twitter. I am at RetroJ, but the O is a zero, and Scott is at slash LP89, Be Beautiful. Once
2: again, thank you all very much, and we'll catch you next week. Goodbye. <laughs>